Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home, and I am your host, Corbin Johnson. Well, it's been a while, hasn't it? I have been catching up on some reading. I've been steadily working on Homefront 6. That's not true. Uh, But we have recently gotten back into focusing on Homefront 6 again, which is great. And I'm going to talk about that during this podcast. And I welcome you back. Uh, I'm recording a special at-home edition today, as I want to talk about, and we'll lead into it, uh, the survey results. Uh, the survey was a fantastic, was a fantastic success. And I want to go over some of the interesting results that came out of it. I'm going to have to find it while I talk about Homefront 6. But anyway, oh, here it is. Perfect. Uh, so, yeah, I didn't want to, I mean, I've been procrastinating because I've been wanting to talk about the survey. And I'm like, well, I don't want to drive while I'm looking at the survey. So, <laughs> well, duh, right? So anyway, so let's talk about what's going on in, uh, well, Star Trek. I mean, first of all, Gen Con was a huge deal. I didn't get to go. Uh, I hope I get to go uh, next year. We'll see how that goes. Uh, congrats to Jason Drake, uh, especially, because he has proven that when he, <clears throat> to some degree, can... Uh, can be one in a non, uh, by, by not abusing one particular card created by the continuing committee to win. And I think the last three years have proven that's how you win uh, Worlds. So this year was just creative thinking, thinking outside the box. And yes, you could argue Genesis Effect, uh, Genesis Planet was, was a CC card, but I, I disagree in that it was from uh, the Genesis set, obviously, so... Okay, anyway, great. Uh, congrats to Jason Drake. Um, I looked over his uh, tournament reports and his deck, and I'm, I'm in awe and shock, and uh, congratulations. So, <clears throat> uh, yesterday, Homefront 6, not Homefront 6, but um, the new set for 2nd edition uh, started spoiling its cards, and uh, forgot the name of it, of course, <laughs> but... Um, it looks very exciting. It is. I don't know anything about it other than what everyone else knows. Um, I, I'm not really involved in that sort of thing. So, uh, Balance of Terror. Okay, so Balance of Terror. Great. Look forward to it. Uh, Earth Space Nine was um, the first headquarters I used in a 2E regional, so I'm excited to. And I, and, I, and I took second. I don't know how. It was, you know, dumb luck because the next region I went with the same deck and got like second to last place, so, you know. Uh, <laughs> that's that tainted my view of second edition for a while, but I'm excited to see what is added into Earth Space Nine, and I, you know, looking at the Dominion getting some dilemma hate, uh, opponent dilemma hate in a particular manner is going to be really exciting. So we'll see how that goes. The set's only 45 cards, and that's great. That shows I think that we are willing to not make set size the primary goal of of our development, but instead serving other masters uh, as it should be. So that is great. And, and <clears throat> I mean, in other news, obviously, the Magic uh, has switched their block formats from three sets to two, and then they're adding an extra block or something like that, uh, or something like that. And, you know, that's exciting. Uh, it... It, I won't be surprised if we're influenced by it, but of course I know nothing. So that's really outside of my purview to know anything about that kind of thing. But it's exciting to think that maybe, maybe there's changes for us 
because of that, maybe, I don't know. Just like how everyone knows that the new Apple iPhone is going to have NFC when Apple's never said anything, right? Anyway, so, cool. Uh, that, that was a long tangent about nothing. Uh, okay, so, I want to talk about Homefront 6 because there's been big changes and exciting changes to what that product is, um, how that product is being designed mainly, and what the goal is here on out. So, <clears throat> Charlie tasked me, as everyone knows, uh, with leading the design of Homefront 6. It was going to be Charlie and Dan on the team. Dan Hammond. Uh, as time went on, we found it harder and harder to meet, harder and harder to get to talking about the set. And uh, one day I talked to Charlie and we said, okay, uh, uh, Charlie says I'm giving you a new team. Uh, Charlie, uh, hit myself and Dan will remain on as uh, consultants and will guide you as need be. But here's two new developers and have a ball. You know, keep... Uh, so... So who, who did I get? I got Alan Gould. Everyone remembers him as the former rules master. And I have uh, one of the contestants from Make It So, Michael Moskop. And I'm, I'm excited, especially, you know, Alan is, uh, so let's talk about Alan. He's had once, he has one set under his belt. He worked on the Maquis. And uh, talking with him, it seems like he had a very educational and rewarding experience working on that. And I'm excited to see um, having his eyes on a set like this, especially because, especially because we're we're focusing on block here, and he has worked on a block set. And Moskop, Michael Moskop, has come on as um, this is his first set as an intern, if you will. And his uh, objective, w working with us, is for to learn as much as possible. And I, I claim to know a lot. I, I seem to know. A few things, at least. So I hope I can guide him, but we're, of course, going to be um, not a team without Charlie and Dan guiding us in any way they can. So so I'm excited with, with this new team. I, we're going to uh, continue on. Uh, as, as you may remember from our last episode, we talked about Gen Con being a possible release date. Well, unless you've been living under a rock, Homefront 6 is not released. Uh, that is because it, there's, it's not ready to release. Uh, we are hard at work on coming up with nine dilemmas that will go into block three starters, and hopefully we'll go into all starters from there on out. So I've asked uh, everyone, Charlie, Dan, Alan, and Michael, to submit <clears throat> combos of reprints and re, uh, um, reprints... <clears throat> and conversions, excuse me. And what I'm 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 going to do is kind of filter through what they've submitted, come up with what I think is a good nine. We'll have one more pass on it before we pass it on to the playtesters, and those will go and go into playtesting uh, soon. I believe I'm not sure of the exact date, but there is some push to get those ready as soon as possible. So. We're, we're going to get those out, and they'll go on UP, and then um, we'll see what happens with that. So that's exciting. Uh, we have, I've got, you know, a fair number of dilemmas to look through, a fair number of combos. Um, I've been, 
you know, uh, it, it's, it's great to have asked everyone to submit something because the lesson I've learned here is that you may come into it with some idea of what you want, but then you, and everyone has, you all maybe congeal on some idea, maybe not. Maybe someone's like, well, no, 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 we really need to go this way. And someone else is like, no, 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 we need to go this way. So they submit what they submit. And then I look at it and I go and I read through it and I, I reflect upon it in two ways. And I'm going to talk about the second way in a minute with the survey. But the first way is through my intuition and experience. I, I'm hoping to shift more to a data-driven model myself to look at the survey results, to look at actual games played, to look at what precedents we've set before, and then figure out what nine cards I want going in these starters from now on. But at the same time, I am an experienced 1E player. I have some experience designing. This is my third set. So I have that I can bring to the table as well. So my goal is to come up with the combos. We'll have one more pass at it with another meeting. And if we decide at that time that we're done, we're ready to put these into playtesting, then so be it. And hopefully... Um, it, we'll see what Playtest says, of course, and if Playtest says these are terrible, or some of these are terrible, or all of these are great, whatever they say, it's great. We come back and we revisit it, and that's perfectly fine. So, Okay, so I mentioned the survey. Um, we'll talk about the survey in a minute. The other part of Homefront 6 is we're allowed to have uh, several reprints and conversions in the set as well, in the hopes of making block, well, something. No one really knows what yet. I've talked about wanting to make a new format for 1E, uh, perhaps a sealed format, perhaps a drafting format, that would use an entire set like Homefront 6 or a future Homefront set and create a entirely new format that would be uh, exciting and fun to play for first edition players. Um, whenever they are... I guess, tired of OTF or just are looking for something else that isn't a constructive format. So as part of the survey, we asked, you know, what are your favorite formats? Uh, what, why don't you play block? What do you play block for? Um, so I want to use the rest of Homefront 6, you know, however many cards end up being reprinted or converted, as a way of saying well, you didn't like block, what, you, you, you may not have wanted to play block as much before, but maybe these cards are going to make you go, holy moly, this changes everything, and I'm sorry guys, our next OTF tournament, we're actually going to have to play block, because this is so cool. I want, my, my goal, I've set for myself in this set, is to, at the very least, um, and I think we can measure it, ensure that as much block as was playing before the set releases continues to get played. And if that's met, great. Then we've done our job. If that's exceeded, then we've done even better. More players or more groups have decided, yes, great, block, this is amazing. And if less play, well, then we have to reconsider... Um, well, uh, everything, <laughs> but um, I want that to be a metric that we use to see if the set 
makes block better because that's what Homefront 6 is now. And we've talked about before that home fronts, the Homefront sets are now not a place for cards to get reprinted and not a place to give them AIs just because, but a place to enhance the block format. So, all that said, I think it is time that we dig into the survey and discuss what is there to be seen. So, what, huh. so the survey was a brainchild of uh, Charlie, Dan, myself, and we said we need, we need a better perspective on what players like and don't like about block. So we said, well, okay, I, I said maybe I can talk to the players who like playing block and see what they have to say. So that's great. Um, I, I could still do that. I think that's an option available to me. But let's also find out what, what we can uh, glean from the community at large. So we devised a survey, and everyone looked at it and gave their feedback on it, and now we posted it a couple months ago. We got several responses. Um, I'm not going to say a specific number, but we got, we got way more responses than we were expecting, at least for me, which is great. We asked a lot of questions. We wanted this survey to be really comprehensive, um, to really give us a sense of what players are looking for right now in Star Trek First Edition. And we got a lot of great feedback. We had a lot of open, um, we had a lot of like uh, open, uh, what's the word, open-ended questions. Um, but at the same time, we had specific questions for those things that you know we thought it made sense for that to be. So, uh, I thought we, we could talk about what, what I've learned from the, the survey. Well, let's just go quickly over the survey. The survey had questions like, what formats do you play most? What's your favorite format to play? What's your favorite constructed format pool? I know it's a very kind of tight question, but it's uh, questions like that that are going to help us decide if we need to make a better sealed format, if we need to make certain formats more exciting as they are, uh, what what people are thinking about those other, you know, um, formats that are out there, X-List and Revised. Personally, X-List and Revised are my favorite formats to play, but no one plays them because everyone is very uh, focused on OTF because it is OTF, the official tournament format. So it was interesting to kind of get a, an eye on that to see what people thought about the kind of more obscure formats out there as well. And we asked, why don't you play block? Um, we asked uh, things like, what one card would you throw into block? And I'm not going to say what cards, but I will say that no one really put the same card down twice. Uh, a couple of cards were said twice, but I don't think any single card was said more than two times, uh, which is pretty amazing. We asked who, what deck is quote-unquote too good in TNG block, what deck is too good in DS9 block, and it's all over the board, really. Um, when we asked people if they thought TNG or DS9 was the better block to currently make decks from, uh, not too surprisingly, TNG was the outright favorite, but not by much. It was kind of a, a, a two-thirds uh, TNG, one-third uh, response, which is very surprising. 
Um, you know what? It was actually more than that. Um, more like a 75-25 sort of thing. But that's the sort of thing that, um, you know, maybe players have had not had a chance to really think about DS9 decks. They may have just not had the time to play DS9 decks. And they know TNG's good, and it's simple. It's really easy. And they may have already had a deck from TNG ready to go when it was time to play in the you know, DS9 release block tournament or whatever. And they said, yeah, those DS9 decks, they didn't look so good, so DS9's not so good. And that's perfectly fine. That's the opinion we see now. So do we need another Warps pack emissary? Do we need to think about DS9 inside of Homefront 6? These are questions that I get to ask my development team, and we get to decide, well, maybe we can come up with something that says... DS9 is a little bit better against a TNG deck or something like that. How specific do we want to get? How crazy do we want to get with our designs? Uh, those are these are questions that we can at least ask, and we can use the survey to guide us in thinking about those answers. So, I think my favorite question was when, uh, other than what one card did you throw in a block? Uh, my my uh, favorite question was when a new one e set comes out. How eager are you to try the new cards and block? And mostly, uh, I was expecting um, a curve of, you know, most people saying not at all, and very little people saying sort of. Um, and it turned out it was more like some people were, no, not I don't care about block so much. Um, some people were super eager. And the majority of people fell right in the middle, and in fact, they fell more to the side of more eager than less eager, which is exciting to me. In fact, um, the number one answer on the survey, survey says, was an 8 out of 10, which is fantastic, and 7 out of 10 was the second highest. So that's really exciting. I really thought it was going to be shifted more towards the bottom. That tells me that when new sets come out, that people are at least thinking about block. They're like, oh, this, this would be fun in block. I gotta think about constructed right now because worlds is coming up, but block? Yeah, maybe when block comes around, I can try these cards out and this is gonna be fun. So, uh, what would make you more eager to play more 1E block in any format? Uh, is an interesting question. Um, <laughs> you know, most of these are like, we just don't have the time. There's, there's more focus on OTF. Um, some things are a little bit more funny. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really all about having the time to meet up. So since, since I don't expect players to free up more time for them to spend playing Trek, the goal here is if, if we want block to be more popular, then block is going to have to become, um, I think more fun. It's going to have to encourage you to say, oh my god, these decks, oh my, this deck looks like so much fun. Or maybe, uh, here's a cool combo, oh man, I can't wait for the next block tournament. And then the tournament director goes, okay, well, we're going to have to, you know, so many people want to play block that we're just going to cancel one of the OTF tournaments and then play block. And, and honestly, uh, we'll see, you know. Um, yeah, I've said that twice already in the podcast, but... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, lots of um, people had a ton of things to say uh, about what else didn't we talk about in the survey that you want to talk about. And this is something I'm still digesting. It's been over two months since the survey came out, 
and I'm still looking through this and I'm still gleaning new little details out of it, which is fantastic. So I appreciate everyone who took the time to add their opinions to the survey. Um, maybe on future podcasts, we can delve into the survey a little bit more. Um, at the same time, um, we, we can't rely on the survey alone. We have to look at data from tournaments, from deck lists, and say, oh yeah, that, that one card, yeah, yeah, we, we should have something to do with that. Or maybe that, that affiliation, yeah, uh, let's, let's not focus on them so much. Maybe when we decide to add X tool or when we go for a theme of Y, let's make sure that theme doesn't help affiliation N be better or something like that. Uh, as we as we develop Homefront 6, we're starting to think about these things. We're like, well, what does block need that it doesn't have now? Do we want to make more bonus point sorts of things? Do we want to make more uh, non-aligned stuff so that there's more for everyone? Uh, with, you know, and then things like that. And with the caveat, of course, that Homefront 6 stays in block forever. It's a core set, which ironically, Magic just got rid of. So who knows, right? But, um, oh, and, and of course in all of this, we have a new brand manager, and, uh, Smiley on the message boards, and he is um, eager to you know help out in any way he can. He wants to know how we're doing and what he can do to contribute and anything like that, and I'm excited to have someone who's kind of focused on uh, thinking about 1E exclusively. No offense to anyone who's, you know, in charge who, who has to split their uh, attention between multiple things, but 1E, a, a dedicated 1E brand manager, I think is going to be a good thing for a lot of reasons. And we'll just, um, I mean, we'll see the, the, what comes out of that as time goes on. Uh, there's, no, there's no, like, cut and dry thing that's going to make me go, wow, yeah, oh my god, we have a brand manager, this is great. But I think we're just going to see it over time as new sets come out. All that said, um, we are really excited for Homefront 6. Uh, we are meeting regularly again. We are talking on our dev boards, and we've got fun ideas going around. We're already like, oh my god, these 12 cards would be so cool in block. <laughs> and um, it's up to me to kind of go, yes, you know, keep thinking about block, but let's start to think about what, let's, let's look at the data and let's see if we can develop a couple of themes that we might be able to bake into Homefront 6 and say, okay, we're given a set of entirely reprints and, you know, maybe a couple new cards. What can we do to add a couple interesting themes? Or can we shift block in a certain way? Uh, do players want more interaction? Do they want faster mission solves? Do they want slower mission solves? Do they want more ships? Do they want to, you know, kick back? Do they want the slower games? Do they want longer games? And the survey's helping us with that tremendously. It's answering questions like that. And then the game data is going to help us go, well, you know, these affiliations are too strong, and we need to think about ways to make, um, to, to maybe dial it back or to make less, uh, I think it's all about a balance, really. And, like, I'm, I'm even, I'm even thinking about myself. I'm thinking about, uh, 2E's Phase 2 design, and thinking, like, yeah, 1E, 1E affiliation um, image is, 
is is not as good, I think, as two e's is. There is, of course, um, certain things that certain affiliations can do. It's all outlined very well in um, in our guideline documentation for developing one e. But I wouldn't mind seeing ways of improving affiliation identity. Um, but yeah, so you know, as as it goes on. Um, you know, I, I would like this to be a very bottom-up design. I want this to help support block. I want it to create new, interesting dilemma combos for the starters. I want to make sure that we have a lot less of starter-level dilemmas in new sets. Those irk everyone. Um, that, that was universally um, shown through the survey and just casual chatting with people. And, yeah, it's time to get rid of that if we can. And I think we can. So, all that said, um, that's a lot maybe for everyone to take in, but I'm excited about the future of Block and the future of Homefront 6, and hopefully I'm going to podcast a bit more, and I really want to embrace this role of the open-door design for 1E. So, of course, questions, comments, or concerns, you know where to find me, CorbinQ27 on the message boards, or you can email me at CorbinJohnson at me.com, that's CorbinJohnson at me.com, my phone number is 267-CALL-CPJ. Leave me a voicemail there, and you may find that voicemail on a future episode of The Long Journey Home. In the meantime, I am your host, Corbin Johnson, saying so long and thanks for all the trek. <laughs>